Welcome to the Unleashing Your Entrepreneurial Brilliance, a journey with the Gene Keys, a podcast series with myself, Kayla G. I'm really excited because over the next 14 episodes, I'll be sharing my journey of working with the Gene Keys from an entrepreneurial lens and how this work has profoundly impacted me as a business owner over the last few years. This series is also a sneak peek into my program called The Illuminated Entrepreneur. This is a four-month program where you and I would work together on diving deep into your gene keys and human design, giving you the chance to break free from outdated business paradigms and conditioning that no longer serve you. With dismantling these barriers, you'll learn to trust yourself deeply, show up in your business with authenticity and sustainability, while simultaneously making a massive impact with the clients that you serve. You can learn more about this through the links in the show notes or shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kayla G or email hello at Kayla G.com. Now let's dive in. Welcome back, beautiful people. I'm really looking forward to diving into the culture sphere today and also the pathway of growth. This sphere is your second sphere in the pearl sequence, the third sequence of the gene keys. And it's your unconscious Jupiter sphere. So your Jupiter is focused on your blessings, your gifts, and expansion. And I love this because obviously the focus of the Pearl Sequence is very much being of service, collaborating with others, being a contribution. And all of that obviously ties in really well with blessings, gifts, and expansion because you are sharing, you are giving, you are expanding with others. So this sphere is interesting because I see typically in the business world, people think, oh, the culture sphere is my niche. And then they're like contemplating the shinking and trying to figure out their niche. And I want to reframe this because your culture sphere is the culture and ambience that you create with the people that you're destined to connect with. That's how I explain it. Think about work culture. You have the work environment and then there's the culture within the work environment, how you connect with others how you are doing team building, conversations, how people interact, the activities that you do within the work culture. So this is a similar thing. And there's also the underlying current of how this sphere is the pathway or the doorway to either open or close us towards connecting with our fractal line. So if you don't know what fractal line is, it's your people that are like you, that are open-minded, open-hearted, and we're destined to connect with them so that you know we can support one another and really help each other in fulfilling our purpose and what it is that we're here to do, our mission in life, in business, and so on. So with the culture sphere, as we clear our mind, because the Pearl Sequence really is about the mental plane and the mental conditioning that we have, we, we slow down and we become less enthralled with the facts and evidence And we become more focused on the subtle beauties of the world, bringing this presence, being connected. It's kind of like imagine you are, again, with the work environment metaphor, even though it's quite literally not a metaphor because it's figuratively, literally all of it. You're, you're, in a, you're in a situation where you're collaborating a work environment. It's okay, okay, we need to get this many people and this many things are needed and so on. And it's like, well, how can you actually just focus on creating a space where you know your colleagues, your partners, your business friends are going to connect. 
right? And just really have those beautiful conversations. It can be a simple space. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Like it's really coming back to that simplicity for connection. And the reality is prosperity is always surrounding us, especially the people that we connect with. It's all about connection, the culture with one another in our relationships, communication, and so on. Our vocation, which is the last episode that I was talking about, the unconscious Mars, represents our nature and our culture represents our nurture. So because this sphere presents the environmental relationships that surround us based on the activation of our genius. So what that means is that our genius, so if you think about the activation sequence, your four prime gifts, the gifts of the four gene keys in the activation sequence, these are like your zones of genius, right? And ultimately, I like to think that any of the gifts and cities in your gene keys are your zones of genius and the shadows too, because you're just, you're familiar with that dark night of the soul. And when you are really embodied in what activates you and that you are destined to explore in your life and in your business, this is how you're going to nurture the relationships within the environment that you are connecting with your fractal line. So it's like the more that you are embodied in your true self, the more that you're going to connect with people that are aligned for you. And this is why you hear stories about entrepreneurs and business owners sharing how they start to shift their standards and they start to shift what it is that they desire to do or the kinds of people that they connect with. Or, you know, I've literally heard of examples of like personal friends who are business owners who have quite literally let go of clients because they realize like, I'm not moving in this direction with my business anymore. This is what I'm focused on. And so it's the more you embody your gifts and your truth, there's going to be the spaciousness for you to create that context and that environment for you to connect with the right people. So that's why this inner work, that's why the gene keys are such a beautiful tool because it's your truth. It's you coming back to yourself. So when you are contemplating this from a business lens, ask yourself, how does the shadow gift and city of this sphere allow me to connect with my soul people, my like-minded fractal people? And really ask yourself, how are they helping me fulfill my purpose? And I want you to consider that, you know, fulfilling your purpose doesn't always mean that they're just positive relationships or positive interactions or experiences. Sometimes you can have really fucking shit experiences with people and that's just part of life. You know, I think that one thing that I witnessed one of my close friends go through recently was... She was working with a client. They had a contractual agreement of how long they were going to work together. And that client decided to just stop paying her and end the contract early and didn't consider the lack of integrity that is, didn't consider the impact of ghosting my friend, didn't consider the impact on, you know, my friend being available to deliver these services and she just changed her mind. And because that happened and it was so jarring for my friend, she, it like, broke a part of her inside and she just cracked and set these new standards in terms of the people that she desires to work with and within 24 hours she had a new client come through that was actually aligned with her and was ready to actually be committed for the full term and she moved forward with that so it's like that is somebody that came through to support her in her business even though it was what we would consider a negative interaction so it's all of it the good, the bad, the ugly, the highs and the lows, 
these are the people that are coming through that help you fulfill your purpose. And you can even use your attraction sphere to contemplate this as well. If you want to look at the kinds of relationships that you're attracting into your business. So when you, when you look at this, and if you're not quite landing with this yet, just go back, you know, 15 seconds on the episode, re-listen to the questions I said, and I really want you to think about how you can contemplate your shadow of the culture sphere to support you and your vocation as well, because this is really how you are, you know, your vocation is like the gift that you're sharing with people. And then the culture is the, the context that you're creating with them when you work with them. So with that being said, I've also heard that the in the culture sphere, the shadow is what blocks you or can block you from prosperity and like receiving and co-creating that prosperity in life. So I find this really interesting and I'm going to show or share because obviously you're listening and you can't see this, but I'm going to share with you my culture sphere and how I've experienced this in my business because it's been so supportive and I can see how this naturally comes up in conversation with the clients that I work with. So I have 52.3 in my culture sphere. The 52 is found as a gate in the root center in the human design chart. And the root center is all about your personal growth and evolution, the pressure to get things done. There's this drive to always move on to the next thing and this this drive to, to push through and be committed. So when I consider that, what I find is that the people that I connect with that I usually support are dealing with pressure in their business and may feel like they're failing, they're not fulfilling the things that they desire to fulfill. And the shadow gift and city of this gene key or this gate, depending on the lens you're looking at, the shadow is stress. We have the gift of restraint and the city is stillness. So I'll talk about this and then I'll, I'll share about how this relates to how I work with clients and create that, that ambiance or that culture that we have together. Stress. I feel like anyone can relate to this. It's not even just business owners or entrepreneurs, but stress. Like stress is, I feel closely related to anxiety and stress can be the worrying of the future or overthinking about the past. And it's really not about being present. And so what I love about the gift of restraint is that if we look at the pressure from the root center, that pressure works in like a cyclical, like pulsating way. It's not like the sacral where, so I'll talk about the four motor centers for a second. The sacral is, is described as a rechargeable battery. So when sacral like beings, so generators, manifesting generators are doing the work that they love doing, it's like they're vitalized by it. Like they're just rejuvenated. There's just the sustainability with it. And of course they need rest, but there's this level of satisfaction that comes with it. And then we look at the heart center, which is the second motor center. And the heart center is really about your drive in terms of your commitments, your integrity, and like being very tightly connected to your desires. We have the emotional solar plexus, which is your emotional processing and the emotional drive to feel and really live your life as a human being and going through those ebbs and flows, but really having that drive to like emotionally process and like emotionally connect with others. And then the sacral, or sorry, the root center is again, that pressure to evolve. So the gift of restraint, I love, because if you just continually have pressure, things will explode. So if you think you're stressed out and you don't restrain yourself 
to find the correct cycle or find the correct pressure in terms of the projects that you're doing, the pivots you're making in your business, the evolution that you're committed to, whether that's creative, whether that's emotional, whether that is intuitive, right? So I'm thinking about the channels that are pushing off of the root center into the other three centers. Really looking at restraining and having the correct pressure is what creates sustainability in business. Because if pressure is turned all the way on all the time, burnout. And stress will naturally lead to burnout. So when we look at the city of stillness, this is really considering and honoring the correct moments and timing for pressure. And the 52 is reaching for the sacral. It's that pressure to be creative and to build, right? So it's like there needs to be, if you think about your most creative moments, are not when you are putting a timer on and you have to like come up with all these ideas on the spot. It's usually when you're in this meditative state. You know, it could be right before you fall asleep at night or maybe first thing in the morning when you kind of have that quiet time or it could be when you're meditating or journaling or when you're doing the dishes or when you're walking. It's, it's those moments where you are pressure-free, the stillness. And that's where the creative energy is nurtured And then it's like the idea comes and it's like, you get this excitement and this pressure to create. So when I look at what happens when I work with clients from this energy is when I'm hearing a lot of the language around this pressure, like needing to make sales or needing to come up with the right messaging or collaborations and all of this that I'm looking at, you know, holy shit, like you're totally coming from an agenda, like the pressure is inauthentic because you're looking, the irony is that you're putting more pressure to relieve pressure, but like that's obviously counterintuitive. And so it's like, well, how can you pull your energy back and really get intentional with where you're going to put that energy? And the only way you can decide is if you're in stillness. Like if you think about if you are driving somewhere that you've never driven before and you come to this crazy stoplight and there's like, four or five turnoffs, three different lights, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? If it's green and you know you're going straight, that's cool, but let's just pretend for a second your phone's about to die and your GPS on Google Maps is not working properly, you're going to have to stop and be still for a moment to look and see what streets are where and wait to see when the light goes green so you know where to go next. And that's the power of stillness. So it's just this level of intentionality that I, that I create and I use within the relationships of the clients that I work with. And so then I can use this language in how I write copy, how I structure my offers, because I know that I'm naturally going to be able to pick up when people are stressed out, when they need to leverage that gift of restraint and where it's powerful for them to have that stillness, right? And just like connecting this back to Jupiter as a planet like I said like this is your blessings this is your areas of expansion this is your gifts right so it's like I am able to see this and experience this I know this very well and I can share this with other people to support them so it's interesting because I find that stress from culture and then we have my shadow of force from my vocation and core wound sphere it's like force and stress when entrepreneurs are coming to me and they feel like they're forcing and they're fucking stressed out, I'm like, 
I got you. <laughs> I know exactly how to be of service to you right now. And so that's the point of leveraging the pearl sequence is being able to look at your shadow gifts and cities, being able to understand the different spheres and line expressions, and just really be able to bring that forth in how you work with people. So now if I want to talk about the third line, so the third line is known as unit in the culture sphere. So the third line, and it's funny because I have the third line in my vocation and core wound as well. So the third line is about having a familial experience with three to 15 people coming together for a mutual higher purpose. So this is the interesting thing because the culture sphere can show you how you are designed to work within people, again, creating the culture. And I always notice this, that I do thrive either because I'm a 6-2 sacral generator, I thrive in partnerships or working in small groups of 3 to 15 people. I recently have shared, and I actually I'll include this in the show notes in case you're listening, It's and it's August, it's before September 28th when you're listening to this. If you're in Victoria, I'm hosting a live human design and business workshop. And you know what's funny, and I just realized this, I rented a boardroom at Quench, which is a co-working space in Victoria and there's 14 spots in the room for this event so I know that when I'm in spaces with smaller groups that is where my genius shines so if you look at all the line expressions in the culture sphere and actually I'll put a another resource for you in the show notes so you can get all of the human design and gene keys lines expressions I have a freebie often you can grab you can sit with the line expression of your culture sphere and see how this ties into how you hold space for other people. So for me, from a business lens, having three to 15 people within a team or leading, you know, this many people is a great culture that can support smaller businesses, enterprises, or teams within larger organizations. So the third line thrives in smaller collaborations because of the ability to share opinions and ideas with diamondism. So there needs to be this, this ability to thrive with flexibility and patience and also humor, right? So remember those humor I'm talking about in my vocation or core wound, because there's a lot of trial and error with the third line. It's, it's playing with things, it's testing things out. And it's really interesting because I was considering hosting this live workshop like monthly, but then there's a part of me that's like, no, Kayla, like go in there, host the first one, trial and error, see what works, see what doesn't, and then repeat the method. And so it's so interesting now that I'm sharing the third line experience with you because I'm thinking back to my own actions that I've taken. And I didn't even think about my third line in the culture sphere when I was getting this workshop set up. I was very much just like doing what felt right for me and trusting my sacral response. But now I'm reading this shoot, I'm like, wow, like this is just really authentically coming through. And it's not like you have to overthink it. I think that that's really what I want to drive home with you in this conversation. So check the show notes. If you are in Victoria and you want to join the workshop, it's there. That was also just a teachable moment and obviously a shameless plug. And there is a human design and gene keys lines resource that you can grab. They will tell you all the lines of all the spheres that I totally forgot to mention earlier, but now you get to get it now. So let's chat about the pathway of growth. This is the second pathway 
in the pearl sequence and it is connecting the culture sphere to the brand sphere which is your conscious sign also known as your life's work in the activation sequence the pathway of an initiative leads to growth okay so when you take initiative you're going to be going out of your comfort zone and growing as a person right and we shared that the pathway of initiative leads to growth which is related to the dharma pathway in the venus sequence so here we're looking at sustainable growth that has a perspective of being of service in mind over prioritizing money. So your pathway of dharma, if you want a little recap, and if you go back a couple episodes, I dive into the pathway of dharma with the attraction sphere. And your pathway of dharma, actually the pathway of dharma, which I talked about with the purpose sphere. So around that, if you want to listen to those episodes, it's really going to tie in beautifully with what I'm going to talk about now with the pathway of growth. Your dharma is your truth. It's like your truth, what you see, the patterns and experiences that you happen in your life. So when you look at your truth and sharing that with the people that you're committed to impacting through your business, that is what is going to allow you to have sustainable growth because you are prioritizing being of service over just making money. So I'm going to share this and it's directly from the Gene Keys website. So I'm giving complete credit to them. Initiative plus growth equals wealth, which is an unsustainable model. Initiative plus growth plus service equals prosperity. And this is a sustainable model. One of the really big things and focuses with the Pearl sequence is that the focus of the Pearl sequence is synarchy, not hierarchy it's organism versus organization and the focus here is on serving the collective as a whole like making a massive impact right giving as much as you're receiving that is prosperity so this is about focusing on the beneficial force of the universe over just personal gain in money or wealth and here's the funny thing is that you don't build synergy you allow synergy to grow and synarchy needs elements to make up hierarchy, but without the ego. So if you don't know what synarchy is, is that synarchy is, the definition on Google is literally joint rule or government by two or more individuals or party. So hierarchy is like one's at the top, running the fucking show. And synarchy is really about that collaboration, that relationship building. It's about being shoulder to shoulder and really rising together. So this pathway is really about balancing the experience of growth while also contemplating and recalling the why in which someone would start a business to be of service. So it's so interesting because when I think about this, there's different flavors of why. So I have a why that's really for myself. It's like I am building a business and I will do this for the rest of my life because I want to have time, location, financial freedom. And I want to be able to be at home the day that I have a family and I want to be able to invest in things that are going to support me mentally, emotionally, physically. Like it's a lot about me there. But then when I think about my why for my business is that I'm committed that the entrepreneurs that I work with and that people get to have the freedom that they want financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so that they can do, have, and be whatever it is that they desire in their life unapologetically. And so when I look at 
literally any aspect of my business and my gene keys, I'm always asking like, is this aligned with my why and my purpose for my business? And that is how you make decisions. And that using that and using your inner authority with human design and me trusting my sacral, that is how I build a sustainable business that will be of service to the people that I work with. And so if you're like, holy shit, and you're really sitting with this, or maybe you've already have an established business and you're like wanting to take this up a notch, really asking yourself, am I still connected to my why? Is my growth outgrowing the possibility of synergy? Like, is it becoming a hierarchy? And how can you ensure that you're creating a sustainable business that's serving the whole beyond just yourself or, you know, your close-knit circle? It's like really making a global impact. So I loved recording this episode and I really hope that it got you just like mind open, eyes open, like really curious about how you can check in with yourself and the intention of your business and your goals and your desires and how you're of service. And if you feel like you're still lacking clarity, you're still lacking direction, or you just really want to take this much deeper with support, I want to invite you to check out the Illuminated Entrepreneur Program because this program, we're not just talking about the culture sphere and the pathway of growth. We're talking about all of your gene keys, all of the pathways, your business, and really looking at paving and creating the most authentic expression of you as a business owner so that you can be completely free in how you express yourself and how you stand out and how you make an impact and you know that it's in 100% integrity with your values and how you're committed to creating this experience with the people that you work with, like leaving a long lasting impact with who you are as a person and the work that you do. Like these are the kinds of people that I'm committed to working with in the Illuminated Entrepreneur Program. So you can check this out in the show notes. There's going to be a link to the landing page to learn more. And there's a link for you to book a 15-minute discovery call with me. And we can have a chat. You can learn about where you're at in your business, what your goals are, what's missing, and really get clear if this is going to be a solid fit for you. Because I am in commitment to making sure that the people I work with, that I'm going to be able to support you 1,000% and you will benefit from this program. So many goodies in the show notes. We only have a couple episodes left in the series, which is wild. If this has been supportive of you, please share on social media and tag me. You're always welcome to come into my DMs and say hello and share your wins and your aha moments. I'd love to hear from you. So it's at Kayla G. Even if you're listening to this months later, years later, the invitation is always open. So please make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you can please leave a review that helps me get this work out into the world and it takes two seconds. And honestly, every time I see a review comes in, it just feels like someone saying thank you. And it just lights my heart up. It really puts a smile on my face. So I just want to thank you in advance. And of course, stay tuned because there's going to be some more amazing episodes coming at you.